Rabbi Sai, uh, first again, I want to thank you for having me and for thinking about me. I really, really appreciate it. It's a tremendous chus for me to come. And it's been a year after year. And to learn Tari with Ta'ilam. Just as a my Charusa, who's not exactly excited about this arrangement <laughs> year after year. He told me, he, told, I, he asked me what Sigi will I told him, he says, I feel I could take the whole LA coil to, to Dinter, I'll talk to him, they stole my Charusa. You know? I said, You have to see LA, I think it might be a Matsya, you know. But um, okay, Rabbi said, We're going to start, and we're hopefully going to get clarity, and we're going to be able to come around full circle to understand it. The two sugis and how they differentiate and how they intersect and how they and where they meet and where they converge and we'll be able to come out with clarity in Mitzvah. So we're going to start from the Gemara and Bobasra and then we're going to quickly circle back. I think we all basically remember what we learned yesterday and just really really quickly. There's a halacha in the Gemara and Shulchan Aruch that if a person is already engaging in acquiring something, such as a job or a property or whatever it is, and he's pre-Kinyan, but he's on the path to acquiring it, and someone else will come and chop it away, then he is Nikra Russia, and it's not a monetary halacha. Bezin cannot enforce it. And what happens is he, his name gets honorable mention on a special Rishima, uh, called the Rishima of Rishoyim, and we give a clap uh, by Mayrev, Friday night, this is what the Sma says, and we announce the weekly Rishoyim, maybe like, if you put money, it could be like the Russia Yoimi, and, and, and that's what happens. And that's it, that's it. And it only is something that we can say to that person, go elsewhere, it's, if it's a Metziah, then maybe you can't stop him, and that's Shittas Taisvis, and that's how we paskin, and then there's a Chetchila, a person should, a Yerei Shemayim, Shulchan Al-Kharav says, a Yerei Shemayim should not even do it by a Metziah. Okay. I don't think he, if you don't do that, you'll get onto the Rishima. You're going to have to do a little more, more shtadlis. But, but um, that's the sugya in Reish and Zayim, Cheshim Mishpat, called Ani Mahapach. Okay, and now we're gonna, I'm just going to quickly give a very brief synopsis of a Gemara in Ba'abasra, and then we're going to start sinking the two Gemaras, and then we'll get into applications. <clears throat> There's a Gemara and Davchafalv in Ba'abasra, and it starts by Rav Huna. And Rav Huna says that if a person has an existing business and someone else goes and opens a business next to him, he is yorid l'umnis chaveri. Yorid l'umnis chaveri means he is going and infringing on someone else's livelihood. And the halach is ma'akvinalel. Ma'akvinalel means in Bezdin you have a monetary claim. You could stop the guy. So right away we know that we're in a more stringent territory, more chama. But we learned yesterday can't stop him. If someone wants to outbid you on a property, you can't stop him. But over here, Yorid Lomnis, you can go to Bezin and you could stop him. And that's Shita's Rafuna. And then we go down the page, down the Amud, and then the Gemara brings different Shita. And this is the Shita we Paskin with. And the Gemara says that you can't stop him. A person can make a chanus, mitzad, the chanus of his friend. He could make a store next to the store of his friend. This is Shita's Rabbanon. And you cannot stop him. And why can't you stop him? The Gemara introduces the Svara, which means the second person, the intruder, can say to the first person, the established business, Everybody is keeping within their lanes. You're in your store, and I'm in my store. And let's roll the dice and see how it works out. And I'm not bothering you. And the Gemara 
Paskins, and Shachanach Paskins, and Chayish Mishpah, Simen Kuf Nun Vav, that this is the opinion that we hold of. A person is allowed to open a competing business if he's Isa Patech Shalai, and we're going to get to that. The only exception, I'm just going to quickly go through the exceptions, because I don't want, it's not so practical, and I don't want to really um, focus on it, but you have to know, there are, generally I believe there are two exceptions. Exception number one is if a person's coming from a different city. He doesn't live here, and he's, in, he's opening a business in a place where he does not live. At that point, that itself is, you can't say, you don't even live here. That itself, I'm just saying my pshat, and there are much the size, that you lose the head of, I'm in my lane and you're in your lane. What do you mean you're alone? You live in Brooklyn, right? And you open the supermarket in Lakewood. And that's out of your lane. It's an hour and a half out of your lane, right? And this happened a few years ago that, that uh, a supermarket tried to open, and they actually, they got together, and they stopped it, a supermarket in Brooklyn. And, um, and that, ha- that lasted for about two years. Until this guy said, oh, it's because I live somewhere else, okay. And he reopened it under his son-in-law, and that was the end of that. <laughs> you know? He contacted his local tiny, he's like, just put your son-in-law in charge. He's like, oh, I was going to do that anyways. So that was that, and now, and now they're open and thriving. So, so that's Dalak. That's what. You cannot go to a different city and compete. You could do it, but that guy could stop you, okay? And then the second, the second exception is, is that you cannot open a business that inherently shuts someone down. That's called Pascal Chius. It's very hard to enforce. We had a big entire in, in, in Lakewood about this about uh, a year and a half ago, and it's very hard to enforce. Sometimes it's, it's possible. Ramesha speaks out that there was a, I think he's talking about a case of Maisa, that there was a small shtat, a small out-of-town community, and they had a Judaica store, and al there was only room for one, and the th- right now, it's not scalable, this is before online, it's not scalable to the Goyim, it's just for the local Yidin, the, the, the general populace and the demographics of that out-of-town community is, is static, I mean, it is what it is, it's maybe growing at whatever rate it's growing, but it's, it is what it is, so at that point, the second Judaic store that opened, I don't know exactly what their strategy is, because inherently they can't both survive. So I guess the second one had maybe more capital, and they felt they could, they could outlast the first. If they both can't survive, so one of them's going to go under, so they have more capitalized, right? So then they're going to destroy the first one, and I'm sure right that that would be the exception that, that, that's called Paschal Chiusa, and that, again, it's very hard. It was in Lakewood all the way south, up to nine, so there was the last supermarket. So the last supermarket down south in the north, they were getting all the people south of them, okay? And then someone opened further south. And this supermarket had a taina, the one that's now second further south, had a taina on the one further south, that I am servicing the southern part of these people, and you just cut them off, and it only works through the nine, and you would just pass And then they went to Bez, and Bez was like, okay, so how much are you making? <laughs> and it, it was, it was, it was, they were extremely skeptical that they really pascal chius, which means that if you were making four hundred thousand dollars and they cut it to two hundred thousand dollars, if living expen- living wages is two hundred thousand dollars, no pascal chius. I know you're very, uh, it's very aggravating, but you're not pascal chius. It has to be that. It's be- I'm not sure as a size said, it has to be that they take you to the point where it's not you don't have living wages, whatever would be a custom. So and they lost, and a few times it happened. It's very hard to prove real pascal chius. I'm not sure talking about a specific case. Sometimes it happens. But those are the exceptions. Generally speaking, a competitor cannot 
stop a competitor unless they're really coming to destroy you. Back in the day when the, there was a website called Diapers.com, I don't know if you remember that whole war that went on. So Diapers.com was selling diapers, and Amazon wanted to buy them, and, and they resisted. So, so then, now Amazon had a lot, was way, way more capitalized than Diapers.com. So they went, and they said, okay, you're not going to, we're not going to buy you? Fine. So they said, we are going to lose a ridiculous amount, like $3, which is a lot, because diapers is a high volume. Right? You just keep on buying diapers. It's not a one-time purchase. So then we're going to lose $3 a diaper, and we're going to basically sell it for $1.50 cheaper than we get it and cheaper than you get it. And let's see how long it could last. And they couldn't last. And then they said, okay, again, we'll buy you out, but now the evaluation went down 30%. <laughs> and, and if we wait three months, there might not be anything left, and we actually want this to stay. So this might be a good opportune time. And at that point... They had no choice, and then they sold out. Now that, that was the original Diapers.com, and then eventually he worked for Amazon, and then he went up and made Jet, and now he works for Jet. So that is, the, that is a classic Pascal Hughes, that we're talking about Goyim, so it's irrelevant. But if it would be Yidin, that is exactly what Pascal Hughes means, where someone it's a violation is... violation of the antitrust law, that's okay. Okay, and it's a violation of the antitrust law. So everyone should please count no, 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 local no, no, authorities. I know, I know the authority, I understand. Okay. All right, they must have uh, they must have lobbyists because they didn't. They, but moving right along, so that would be us, sir. Uh, I'm sorry. Still happened though. No, yeah, I'm just saying what happened. I'm not endorsing. This is not an endorsement. Amazon.com. <laughs> I'm just telling you what happened. Yeah. I have no doors in this site. There's a general. It's this is something you should understand. This is something you probably all understand. There is a general industry ebb and flow. How these things work. It doesn't mean he's coming to destroy some. Everyone has their sales and they bring people in. It's, it doesn't mean, you know, they have them. They have so. Fine. So. Was it the use of by the general cost of living, or is it this guy got used to four hundred thousand dollars? He's driving. He's driving the Lexuses. They were scraping house, huge mortgage. No, no, I understand. I understand. I understand your point. I didn't. Did it, um, let's see. I didn't go through that Ramesh, and Ramesh addresses it. Um, let's see, let's see. <coughs> we're going we're gonna to keep the questions to, uh, to a minimum because we want to keep the flow. And we'll afterwards, we're going to be available till 5 o'clock p.m. for questions. <laughs> 5 p.m. I missed my flight. Till the game. <laughs> Okay, it's in Cheshmish B'chilik Beit Simon Laman Alf. He addresses how you cheshbon, and I believe he cheshbons the living wages, but you can check, because um, I don't have permission to check. So, <clears throat> so we have a machlekes. We have a machlekes if someone's allowed to be yared l'umnes chaveiroi, if someone's not allowed to be yared l'umnes chaveiroi, and the Allah is you're allowed to be yared l'umnes chaveiroi. Now, it's very, this is very interesting, and you have to really keep focus here. If you're not allowed to be yared l'umnes chaveiroi, it's metzimi yadoi, and it's worse than, than, than ani mahapich b'charorah. But if you're allowed to, then it's mutter, and you're not a Russia, and it's better. And the, the big question is, and this is what we have to figure out, is what's the difference between Yerid L'Umnes Chaveiroi and Ani Mahapich Becharor? And what do I mean to say? Well, let's go back to Ani Mahapich Becharor. What's the case? Zok What's the case of Ani Mahapich? Right? Someone's engaged in some sort of acquisition, and someone else comes and takes it. What's he acquiring? It's like this. Someone's coming to make money. 
which means like this. Let's give a, a very basic example, and everyone can have their own example in the head, and we're going to try to carry this example through the whole shir, and you'll see how it works, okay? A person's coming to make money. He's a contractor, he has a, a someone's offering him a job, right? And he says, I want to make an extension on my house, two rooms and a bathroom, and they have an agreement of a price, or they're on the mahalach of a price, and now someone else will come and try to get the job. What's that called? Ani mahapich b'charar. So, right? And this is exactly the case of is coming to make money in business. I'm a contractor, I have an understanding. If I have a contract, then I'm not allowed to back out, right? Only I'm the balabayas, right? Me, the, the person who hires the guy, I can't back out, right? That's a different secret. But pre Kenyan, once you're on a mahalach where we're going to make it, no one can come and interfere. We'll call it interference. That's only mahapach, Nikarasha, right? Why is it Nikarasha? The guy was just Yared it should be Metziyim Yad. What's the difference? What is the essence of the difference between Yad? And, and the people that are Mati Yad should say it's Mutter. And the people that are Asr should say it's Asr. And it's not Mutter, it's not Asr. Meaning in Cheshemish, but monetarily speaking, it's an Avla. It's Nikra Russia. And what happens? We give him a clap and we call him a Russia. And on Yom Kippur, he has to ask Mechila, which is just like, it's not Benadma Mark, it's Benadma Chavay, but it's an Avla. It's, it's not a monetary, you can't, you can't educate in that. So, so, what's the essence of the difference? And this is really what we have to figure out. What is the essence of the difference between Yerid Omnis and Ani Mahapik Bechavere? So, really, we have to go and, re- and go through this original Gemara, and this is really where, the, where it comes out. I'm, uh, it's, Sometimes hard to follow the, the ebbs and flow of the Gemara. If you can't follow from the Gemara, we'll, we'll, we'll speak of that anyways. But the Gemara says like this. Rav Huna holds Yared Lumnitz Chaveri is forbidden. Someone who is competing is forbidden and you can be my team Yadi. The Gemara says we'll bring a raya that if I have my situation set up where I'm, I, I have a, a, a place where I fish and I have a specific way where I track the fish and someone else takes the fish from me, you can stop him. So that's a riot to Yerid Lumnitz Chaveri Mutter. And the Gemara says, no, fish is different because this guy is lined up with his fish. He, he, he's, he's already engaged with the fish. Okay. Now what sugi are we in? Yerid Lumnitz Chaveri. Yerid Lumnitz Chaveri is a vuna who holds, you can be and Is that more chamer than Ani Mahapa? It's more chamer. Fractais says, whoa, a fish is hefker. And there's no din of Ani Mahapech and hefker. Now this question is, is nothing short of an astonishing palette. Because this is more chamer than Yerid Lomnitz Chaveru, than the Ani Mahapich. We don't know why, but it's more chamer. So what does it have to do with Metziah? Metziah is Ani Mahapich. Ani Mahapich is less chamer, and this is more chamer. Because it's Yerid Lomnitz. That's the sugi we're in. It's Yerid Lomnitz. So here is, the Rebbe explains it, and I'm going to try to explain it as best as I can, but what comes out from it is really, really important. When you have, when the Gemara wants to bring a raya from from Ani Mahap, from, uh, from Dogim, right? The Gemara says, we see that Dogim is Aser, so that's the din of Yared Lomnis. The Gemara says, no, it's Yav B'Siyara, the guy has a Shaykhis to it. The Kvegi says as follows, the Gemara's Teretz is, the guy has a Shaykhis to this Dogim, and it's not Yared Lomnis, it's only on Mahapach. So it's Aser, it's Ani Mahapach, but you don't have a right to Yared Lomnis. Which means like this, and th- this is really important. There's two things. There's someone who's engaged in a deal, buying a property, uh, hiring a contractor. He's engaged already. Someone else wants to come steal it, and that's Ani Mahapach. If I open a store, someone else opens a store, is he, uh, is he taking customers that I'm engaged in? 
No, absolutely not. In the morning, the, store, the customer, I, I, I have a grocery store. So Dr. Kuna, the next guy can't open a grocery store. What, he, what, all he did is open a grocery store. And what happens in the next morning? The, the, the customers wake up and they go to the second grocery store or to the first grocery store. I'm not soliciting them. I'm not mahapich. I'm not mahapich. Mahapich means is that they're actually walking in, they have the milk in the cart, and I go over to them and I say, what are you doing? I have cheaper milk in the next door. That's classic on a mahapich, right? But that's not what's happening here. I'm not engaging his customers. I'm just opening a, I'm just opening a store, and that's really what the Gemara says. Ani shali, shali. Everyone keeps within their lanes. So why does Ravuna hold its mochama? What? When is it mochama? When is it merkal? And the answer is as follows: The definition of yorid l'mischaveroi is cholak biyisoydei for ani mahapach. Yorid l'omnischaveroi means you are damaging my business, not my deal, my business. Which means like this: If I have a grocery store. And you, are, a, a, a business is not a deal. A business is, is a machine. It, it's something that, it's an, it's an umnis. It's something that makes me money. If I have a chanos, or I have a merchat, it's not just one guy coming in, this customer. It's, it's an entity. It's a machine that makes me money, right? If you compete with me, you just damaged my business, which means if I had to evaluate my business pre you opened up and post you opened up, there's, a, there's less of an evaluation because that's one of the variables they cheshven when they assess a business. What's the competing landscape, right? That's obvious, right? So, because maybe you took 10%, 20%, 30%, whatever you took, you devalued my business. That is called, as Rashi says, you amazic my business. There's an existing business. So, mitzarechot, it's more chamer. You, you hurt my business. If I'm a contractor and you go and steal a deal, did you hurt my contracting business? You stole one deal. Theoretically speaking, if I put my business on the market, this one guy you took, Lechari, should not, shouldn't really move the needle to say that you damaged my business. So you, didn't, you weren't mazik me, right? There's nothing here that you inherently were mazik, so we can't take you to Besdin, but you babbled me because I had a customer that was already mahapich, and you took him. I, I hope I'm not confusing it. If, if you have an existing deal and you go and you chop the deal, you did a terrible thing, you chop something that someone's already engaging in, but it's not, I didn't buy the house, so it's not my house, you're not a ganif. I wasn't mazik my business, it just took an opportunity, right? An opportunity, and we're gonna see, sometimes they converge. Well, let me just, this is really, just let me get to the end of it. Sometimes they converge, but just understand them separately before we start merging them. If you take a deal from me, like you take a, an opportunity for me to buy a house, or you take an opportunity for me to, to do a job, like uh, the contractor, so then what happens is you didn't hurt my business. You, didn't, he, you did not hurt any asset. The, the, the contracting, I don't have a Kenyan on yet, so you can't say you took that. My business is you're not a mazik. You did an avla and you nick a rasha. If I have an existing business that you do something to devalue, then the halach is you are yorid l'omnes. Rav Huna holds, even by opening a, not doing anything to you, I open a store, so Rav Huna, you open the store, you, you amass my business. So I can stop you. We pass it, and you oisipetech which means, it's true, it's true, the business got devalued, but it's almost like a grandma. I didn't do anything to you. It happened, it happened. Live with it. You understand? But sometimes, and this is really important, this is the Gemara of Yoiv B'Siyara. Sometimes, they, they double up, they meet, which means like this, I could go to someone's business. I'm not I go, but I don't just steal a deal. I hurt his business. 
He actually earned his business. And that's what the Gemara is saying by Dagim. It's both. It's Ani Mahapach and Yorid Lumnis. And even when we pass in Yorid Lumnis, it's Mutter, but that's only if it's Ani Oysbishliva at Oysbishalach. But if it's both, it's us. And this is what the Pais can call, I mentioned yesterday, Marufia. Now, Marufia, it comes from Malashan, I think, of. Um, um, it, it's, uh, it could be, it's an Arab word, no one's really clear, but it's brought in Shulchanarach and it's brought in the Marutka. The definition of Marufi, I think, means. Um, um, no, it's like a, it's like a steady, dip, a steady drip. It's like a steady drip. Just drips and drips. The, if I have a client and it's, he comes back again and again and again, okay? Lamashal. This guy is not just a contracting for this person, this, this contractor. But he, let's say in Lakewood, you have a builder, he builds the houses, and he gives the basements to be finished to a contractor. And that's his job. He, that's his full-time job. He finishes the basements. Okay. And now someone comes and goes over to this builder and says, the guy's charging you $40,000 a basement? Are you crazy? I'll do it for $25,000. Do it for $25,000? We have a deal. So now what do you do? You, you, you went to this guy, and you didn't take a specific deal. You took a chilek of his business. And you could be, you took his whole business. So it's not on a mahapich, but it doesn't have the heter of a yerid l'omnis. It's worse. You went out of your lane and you took not a deal, you took a chilek of his business. His business, if you would sell it theoretically or if you'd evaluate or assess it, just went down. You took one of his main clients that he constantly, one of his main um, suppliers, feeders, yeah, and sources of income. A steady source of income. A source of income that you could constantly rely on. And if you take that, we pass it, you can't do that. And that's where, Marufya is where Animahapach and, and Yorid Lumnis converge. It's Animahapach in the sense that you go out of your lane and you're chopping, but you're not chopping a deal. You're chopping a chalik of his business. You are actually damaging that machine, what we call a business. It's like you're taking an, act, uh, uh, an axe, to a machine that a guy has that produces his ATM machine. He does his estados, but this is, this is what it is. It produces money. You take an axe and you, you, you damaged it. And the guy could be, could money you. And this is a loch of marufia that's brought in Simon Kuf Nun Vav. Okay? So now, with, the, with this contractor, it depends. If it's a one time thing, right? Which is what Tysus, we asked from Tysus. He's Bolas's Beschaira, so it should be Yerid Lomnis. The answer is, you took one deal, but you didn't inherently damage his business. Yorid l'omnis means you damage his business. Rav Huna holds just by opening and existing, that's enough to say you devalued it, which is for sure true. I would assume everyone would agree with that. The Rabbana Achoylek and the Rabbana say you devalued it, but I didn't do anything to you that we could call me a mazik. That would be Ke'ilah Grama, but Nezak and Ke'ilah Grama is Yerushman, but this... This whole mazik was Mishim Tikkun Oilam, so we're not going to make this, this it's, it's a new mazik, but this mazik, Mishim Tikkun Oilam, you can't damage my business, is only when you do it, be or die, but not when I do it passively. Okay? So if a person has a, and this is the Chubit Sarajba, that there was a Yid who worked as a chayat, a tailor for a guy, and every time he needed a suit, he would call his tailor, and someone else, um, got wind of it, and he goes to the guy, and he says, I'll do it for less. And the guy said, it's a beautiful story, we'll do it for less. And that's what happened. So, Dr. Rajba, you are, this is Yoiv B'Siyara, this is the case of Dogim, 
which means even if you and you hold your omnis is mutter, you can't go and take someone's omnis, and you just went and took it. Now, what do you mean I took it? The, 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 the tailor is sitting at home, and I went to the guy. But the, 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 the tailor, since he constantly gets the business of this guy, that becomes a chalik of his business. That becomes part of his machine. His machine sometimes is his contacts. And what does that mean? The Nachal Svi says, if he does it three times, three times, that he needed a suit, and he went, and this is true, it's Rashi, passing that, there are more passages like that. Three times, a person needs a, a service filled, and he uses someone, it is assumed that that is his client. So I am a, and the, the, the real case of Marufia, Marufia itself, that the Mordechai brings, the Yosef, is talking about money lending, you're lending to a guy, Beribis, one time, two times, three times, whatever I'm lending, 18%, a yid gets, gets, comes into an inheritance, what's he supposed to do with his money? He finds out about the situation, he calls up the guy, 16%. The guy says, beautiful, 16% it is. Yosef, Marufia, that's his client. He, that's, he has a money lending business. This client used him three times. That's part of his business. And you just took a shtickle of his business and you cut it off. And you're not allowed to do that. And that's what the issue of Marufia. Marufia is when Yerid Omnis. So sometimes you have Yerid Omnis without Ani Mahapach, which means I'm just opening up a company, opening up a business. Generally speaking, that's not enforceable because Ani Oispishli, Ata Oispishalach, unless you come in Chutzlir, or you're actually going and waging war. And Ramayshi Red's eyes. That the din of Paschal Chiyusa, what, what is Paschal Chiyusa? What does it mean that if I have a Judaica store, the second guy cannot open because he's ruining the first guy? Why not? I'm just opening. Right? Whatever happens, happens. So after Moshe, if inherently by definition only one Judaica store could survive, so then by opening a Judaica store, you're not passive. That is an active invasion on someone's business. That is active because only two, one could survive. So by definition, you just declared war on someone. You're not just in. If two could survive, so then I'm on me and you're not. One could ask, one could ask a question, which I used to be bothered by, is that what happened over here? If there's one chanos in the, in the town, so everyone buys their milk and bread somewhere, where do they buy it? By me, because I'm the only chanos, I'm the only grocery. So all those clients are my marufias. So the second guy, why can I, why can I stop him out's marufia? And the answer is, those are not marufias, it's the only, you're the only game in town. You can't say that. It's, not, it's, a, it's a default because the only reason why they're coming to me is because there are no other options. Hagufa, I want to open it and then there will be options. But if there are options and, and the guy constantly comes to me, right? And this could be in the gay grocery. And I heard this all the time. I, I've seen it in my own eyes where there's a family and they're a big family and they spend a lot and they buy it by a certain grocery. And I meet by a kiddish and the other, a different grocery. He says, you never come to me. I'm going to give you such service. You can't do that because you're actively, actively recruiting, and it's someone else's customer, and you can't do that. Okay. <clears throat> Any time you take someone's job, you are, by definition, near alumnus chaveira, because a job is also a business. If you take someone's job, and this happens more than you think, it's like, who takes someone's job? But, and it gets, it gets very tricky. Sometimes there are certain cases I don't know the answer to, but you have, and this happened, it's happened somewhere. You have a yeshiva, and there's a rebbe. Now, I'm not going to get involved with firing Rebbeim, not firing what 
what rights do they have to their job, and that's a Moshe, how much you have to pay them. That's again, that's the sugya of of Yochalach's Baal Bayez, different sugya. Maybe one year we'll learn that. But when you have a relative of the Baal HaYeshiva call and say, you know, I'm learning at Israel for six years, give me this job. Have a magachir. Okay. <laughs> but I want this job. You're 100% Yerod There's no suffix about Yerod L'Mizchaveh. Now, now, the question is what happens from there? Because a balabayas is, without getting involved in the sugi of how much you would have to pay him more, balabayas controls his job. A balabayas is allowed to take a worker and say, I want to go that worker. That's not, he, he controls his thing. But you can't go and try to get someone's job. So now what happens? So now the, the balabayas of the yeshiva says, you're not allowed to do this. Yerud l'mizchaveh. And then he turns around and says, I want to fire this rabbi and hire my kid. <laughs> right? And he could do that. Well, what happens? So the, kid, the kids say, okay, you know what, you're right. I'm not lobbying you to give me a job. He goes back to Kaiba. And then the father says, you're fired. My son's taking the job. Is that, it, what, what's, what's, what went wrong here? Nothing went wrong. So it becomes a, a big game. You know? And it gets, gets a little complicated. There was a story like this somewhere where this exact story happened. And, it, and, and I remember... There was a whole shayla, if, if the balabayas is allowed to fire the Rebbe. And my shver called the kid and said, you cannot do what you're doing, and you cannot take this job. And he said, for how long? He's like, I would recommend you work out something with that Rebbe to split the class, because I don't know for how long. But for, for now, for now, until like the new kufa, and then the balabayas wants to revisit. But for now, you can't take this job because you lobbied for this job. And you're not allowed to take this job. And then they split that 12th grade, and, and that's, that, that's what happened. So be real careful about that, because if you're taking, any time you're rearing on someone's job, it's inherently, you're not in the sugi of Ani Mahapa, in the sugi of Marufia. And Marufia is forbidden. And even though there are stardom that Marufia is mutter, the place can speak out, that's only by a goy. A goy is not assumed to be loyal. There's two stardom, yesh don in Marufia, yesh ain't don in the true Zaraj, but like I said, says, we do dan marufia. The place can say that the ones who don't dan marufia is because we do not assume loyalty is going to be on the guy, which means, does it sad to say that someone who is borrowing money from a, borrowing money from a, a guy, you lend, if someone is lending money to a guy, one time, two times, three times, there's less of a loyalty factor, and there's less of an, a, um, a, 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 a strong relationship there, and therefore, maybe I'm not taking part of your business because who says that was really your business in the first place? So therefore, Yesha ain't done in my roof here. But what happens when you have a yid? When you have a yid, it's assumed it is loyalty. Okay? So therefore, if I, and, and we spoke about this, if I want to open a credit card processing um, company, right, and I want to process credit cards, you have a very big problem because you're going to really have to find Goyim, right? Now, maybe in, in your locale, there are. To find, you can find Goyim and you can walk and say, are you using a guy as a processor? Okay, I could do better, hire me as a yid. But let's say all the stores in town are hiring yid. Now what are you supposed to do? Walk in and say, hire me? Marufia. The guy has already a customer. The credit card processor has a customer. The high the store. So what are you supposed to do? 
Okay, and we'll get there what you're supposed to, because we don't, the Torah does not, is not against capitalism, and we believe in free trade. So we'll, we'll get what you, what you could, but the, the most direct approach is just walking in and saying, give me a shot, right? It sounds all good, but it's 100% awesome. You can't say, give me a shot. He's already hiring a yid, okay? It's kedai to know, I don't know if it's in the game, maybe one day it'll be in the game, it's kedai to know, you do not have this by shuls and yeshivas, it's also sukya. This is, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what happened in, in Toronto. This is got a, no one knew about this for a reason, but now, now they could, now really I think you, you could say what happened. They, Moshe Reichman had a yeshiva in Toronto. When I say he had a yeshiva, it means he, 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 he started a yeshiva, he brought in the Rosh Yeshiva, he paid for the building, it has his name on it, paid all their band, and basically nobody paid tuition. It was his yeshiva, okay. It was a, and then there was someone who wanted to open a yeshiva, a competing yeshiva. And Moshe Rachman was against it. And there was, it was, it was, there was more to it than just he felt it was. His family was very against it. They were, they were very hurt by it. Because they felt it was, it was, this was someone from within the town that went through the system, the koil, that's his koil that he paid, and he felt it was a tremendous alpha. And my shver, and this is just also another thing I to know. No one should be more in someone's pocket than my shver should have been in my shvarim's pocket. Because he bought him his house, and he brought him his shtel, and he gave him the coil, and he bought him the buildings, and he paid the coil, and all the years, there was no fundraising. And my shver called up my shvarim, and he said, you are wrong. You, are, you cannot stop a yeshiva. And he said, I feel, I feel that you're wrong. He said, we are going again to... <laughs> and my shver said, I'm not going to Rabshach because I have a job here. You go to Rabshach. So my shver said, if I go to Rabshach, you're not, your side's not being presented. So he said, okay, but I'm not going to Rabshach. I'm just telling you you're wrong. And a new yeshiva is a lot open. And so he, he's like, well, so then you're not giving me an opportunity to defend myself here. So he went to my shver and in secret because he, he said, no one's allowed to know. But now he doesn't have to say he said, no one's allowed to know about this, but you write a letter to Rabshach, and I will come in, and I will give him the letter. And then I will present my side. He said, fine. So my shver wrote a whole letter to Rabshach. And, no, he, he, and, he, and my shver told my shver, no one's allowed to know, because he felt his family would be very fatigued that he even did this. He just wanted to go to Rabshach and shut it down. <laughs> so he went to Rabshach, and he, gave, he said, here, this is what's going on. There's a yeshiva A, and Rabshach was involved in, in, also in Shaka's mom's in that yeshiva. Shaka's involved in that yeshiva. And they want to open yeshiva B. And I'm against it. And this is what Shlema holds about it. And he gave him the letter. And he said, what do you hold? He said, what well, he holds. And Shaka looked up and he said, you're wrong. You have a right to open yeshiva. And he came back and he didn't tell anybody about this letter. So he just said, Shaka said, I'm wrong. And that was it. And no one knew about this. And after it was Nifter, his wife, who I don't think would have been happy about that letter, came to my shver and he said, I found this letter, what is this about? And he said, your husband came to me and he wanted me to write a letter and I gave it to him. And, he, and, and I remember my shver told her that was total godless because like, he didn't have, he could just go out, he has a right to speak to whoever he wants, you know? And my shver always says that when it comes to yeshivas, he said, he always, I heard this many times to people, he always says, it's venzach, venzach means it depends, it depends. If I have yeshiva for me, and you're meaning for me, it services my needs and my, my, my items and my, you know, my kids. And you have a yeshiva for you. 
then it makes sense to sugya because it's me against you. And he said, yeshivas are the work of the Rebbe Yisrael. And we're in the same business. The whole sugya doesn't start. It's like, Begel now, she's taking uh, their second location on the other side of the lake to the entire. It's the same business, right? It's the same business. He said, if we both work for the Rebbe Yisrael, then, then, then what sugya are you in? You're not in the Yerid and you're not only Mahapak, so what sugya are you in? Right? It's the same business. So that's what he said. This is just, just I gotta, we'll move on. Um, <clears throat> because it can serve for me, yeah, and because it can serve. It can serve technically is going on a Rebbe. I don't know if it would. That what? Same thing. Can it serve for me? Not. Okay. I'm talking about yeshivas. <laughs> um, Better product. Okay, so now I want to talk a little practical. So what do you do? What do you do? So it gets like this. The best way, this is what I think, there's there's no best, but the easiest way. If you're opening a business, and it's a business that you are going into a territory that is predominantly filled by Yidin, okay? So let's say you're going into, you're supplying, I'm in nursing home. Okay, I'm, I'm, again, I'm focusing on, I'm, I don't know what the joke, what's the joke? It's all Jewish. Right, okay, in Lakewood, nursing homes is from the biggest, probably the biggest chef now, and it's all Jewish, okay. So I want to supply nursing I'm going to supply those, I'm going to bring them from China, and I'm going to make those disposable gloves, okay? And I am going to call all my contacts in, that I know in the healthcare industry, and I want to solicit that they should use me. I want them to give me a shot. So what do I do? You are allowed to be my Meidah and say, and send an email out and say, this is my name, you know me or you don't know me, I'm going into this geschäft. If you're happy, that's great. If you're looking, I would love to make an acquaintance with you and I'd love for you to give me a shot. Okay? A person who is in the market, who's looking, by definition, and this is, this is uh, you don't need rise, but I, I found this, but a person who's looking, which means a person's not happy with his tender, and he's soliciting, you're definitely allowed him. He's taking bids. He's, he's taking bids, right? There's no sugi of Yerid Lumnus Chavera. Yerid Lumnus Chavera means is that someone is situated, and I'm taking it away. But he's actually looking, right? And again, the Balbais is always free to move around the country and get anyone he wants. He, he controls who his vendors are, and we do not, it's, it's, there's no, it's without limit. He's allowed to hire whoever he wants. So, if you would just be Meiser dog and say, if you're happy, great, but if you're looking, I am in this field, and even if you're happy now, but if it comes a point that you want to revisit who you use as your vendors, then I would love to, to speak to you. Then that would not be your advice. Okay? If you call someone, a phone call is, 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 is two ways, so it gets a little harder, but if you call someone and say, my name is Moshe, and I'm assuming you have a credit card process. Yes. Is it a year? Yes. Are you happy? Yes. The next step really should be click. No, that's really what it is. That's the next step, click, because there's nothing more to do. 
Is it a yid? No. Okay, so now you better have a sales pitch. Now you go launch into your sales pitch. Or why you could outdo. That's it. Uh, if, you, if it's a guy. If it's a yid, I'm not happy. You're not happy? So there is a reason to assume, and this is what I heard from Ari uh, Marbiger told me this, and Chaim told me this. A guy's not happy. You see, he could, a guy's not happy means he's really looking, but he's not looking because he can be not happy with 18 things at once, and you can't take care of everything. There's someone who has a supply. This is the way it is. Any business, and you all know that. You can have someone who's doing something, and you're not happy with it. Not happy means be a soidoi. You would love someone better. You would love to change. But you're also running a business, and you can't fix everything at once. So it doesn't mean you're actively looking, but you're not happy means you're actively looking. You're just not actually looking because you're only one person, and you're understaffed and underpaid, overpaid, whatever it is. But the point is, is that you be a soidoi in the market. So once he says, are you happy? He's like, happy? No, I can't. You have no idea. But so, so then, listen. I could come down, I could audit your account and see what you're paying, and I can move around the numbers to make it sound like I'm going to do better. I probably won't. And then, and then, which is what happens. It's, it's amazing. They just, everybody picks their column and, they, and they cut it, and then just, and, and no, you can't read the numbers. So, and then six months later, the game starts again. Oh, you're paying so much on this column? I can help this column, and I'll just move it to this column. That's so, what it is. I'm not even guys. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. So, so it always comes out the same. It usually goes up. So, so if you're not happy, then you're on the market. If you're on the market, then so that's what it, it, that's what I'm saying. In, a, in an email, see, once you get into a conversation, you, you're really very. It's so hard to not start soliciting because you just what do you want? And you, what, what do you mean? What do I want? I want to service your thing. What do you mean? You want to, You can't say that, right? You want to service the guy has a year. So you have to really be my power. I'm I'm looking to supply disposable gloves, okay? And you have, I'm assuming you have a supplier, or you probably should call the you know Board of Health. You have a supplier of disposable gloves. Yes. Is it a year? Yes. Are you happy? So there's also certain industries that they constantly are looking for bids. Maybe it's not so fluid. See, different industries are different. That's really the truth. It's very important. Nothing's really etched in stone. A credit card processor is not something you constantly change. It happens to be a pain in the neck because it disrupts the flow of cash. And it's just, it just has to work. It's not something you focus on. It just has to work. It's like, it's like your, your, your electrical supply company. You don't sit and, and handle it. It's not a fluid situation. To get that away from someone, like a credit card processor, is very difficult. Because it's not fluid. It's not, so, it's not really something that he constantly revisits, unless there's really a problem. So really, when, when, and that type of business, insurance, these type of things, this is in the background of his business. It's not on the front. It's, like, it's, it's not on the, on the desktop of his business. It's like on the third, third drawer, in a file. So when you handle insurance, are you happy? If, I'm, if you're not happy, then there's a problem. But if there's no problem, yeah, I'm happy. To get someone to use on their real estate and on their, right, on their, uh, to use you as their title. Another thing, title insurance, not, a lot of times they're not on the forefront. It's, it's harder. You have to really smack us as a problem there. I'm not happy. I'm actually not happy with my insurance. And, and I don't like the way they're doing things. They don't get back to me. I can't get answers. My account goes crazy. But I can't focus on that. So that's a customer. That, that's a potential customer. And it's not Yerid Lomis, okay? There are certain businesses that are, certain parts of businesses are way more fluid, like your supply chain in the nursing home. It's constantly being tweaked because, because sometimes you're working on really thin margins and, and, and it really makes a difference because there's so much volume. 
and he's constantly taking bids. So from there, it doesn't have to be, you don't have to like, he's like, oh, he's the one. Are, are you happy, meaning, or are you open to bids? He's not, I'm constantly taking bids, which means I'm not locked in, which means I don't have my rufia. It's just not the nature of the job. I don't have my rufia. A guy that has his money lender, again, it depends on the bids. Guy has his guy. It's, he's my finance guy. I use him every time. My, my finance broker, these type of things. I'm happy with him, so then he can't start. <clears throat> it, it, again, it's not something he revisits unless there's a problem. But certain things, you don't have to have a problem to revisit because you're always looking for better deals. That, it's way easier to break. I'm giving you like tips what to break in. Those, those type of businesses, it's way easier to break in because there's less, much less of a threshold. The guy, the, even if the guy says he's happy, what does happy mean? It's, it's all relative. The prices are fluctuating. The prices are fluid. How do you make that call? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. You have such a gear. But I'm just, how do you make the call? You, you see if he's, is it something you're constantly soliciting more business? That's really what it is. So certain parts of your business, it, you do not solicit unless, unless there's a problem. And certain times it's constantly soliciting. If it's a type of business, type the chilek of your business that you're constantly soliciting, right? You're using... Um, there are, there are these shipping auditors. I'm just giving you examples. Like, there's something, you know what a shipping auditor is? Like, so you, a person who ships a lot, so they have an auditor who goes in every time. Everything's guaranteed to you know a time zone in, in, in FedEx, right? Let's say within 500 miles is guaranteed overnight. And then the, the whole America is broken up into, let's say, five zones. So everything's guaranteed. Just, that's the way it is. You don't pay for it. And anything that's late after that, so let's say I'm shipping from New Jersey to New York, it's guaranteed next day. Now, what happens if it doesn't arrive next day? Nobody volunteers money, but you have a right to call and get it. But people don't have, have to run a business. They can't be calling FedEx all day. They're shipping hundreds of packages a day. Something called a, FedEx, a, a shipping auditor. Now, a shipping auditor is something he just sets up his software, and he tracks every single thing, every, 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 every tracking number that comes in. And he just tracks how long it took. It's very simple. And it goes with time zones. With um, time zones. <laughs> still jet lag. It goes with zip codes. And, um, and it quickly identifies what's, what's late. And he files once every two weeks, right? That's nothing I do. It's just someone I, I call. You never think about it. Four years later, you ask him, who's your shipping auditor? You're like, who is it again? That type of thing, it's very hard to break in. Because you have to really get, have a major run-in with the guy, right? But that, cause it's just not, that's, not your, that's not the business. It's something in the back of the business. But when you have something in the front of the business, like you're ordering cups, and you have a grocery store, and you're ordering things, and there's always new products coming out and new distributors and, and, and new ways how they're structuring their price table. And if the prices go up, the prices go down. At that point, it's not that difficult to break it. And that's the materials, and it's hard for me to guide you past that, but these are the, um, the Rashi Prakim of, um, of the Sugya of Marufya. Okay? Yeah. If the service is the same, the quality of the product is the same, but you're offering less money to do all that, so of course the guy's going to take your if you you're, you're, you're getting into his question. L'chayra, I have, I, I'm a chayv to go get it because I'm saving Yiddish a guilt. Well, that's the other point. Are you supposed to be loyal to your fellow Jewish flyers? Is there any loyalty factor in that? So, so you, this is your question. Your question's like this because everyone's going to say this. That, listen, he's happy. He's not happy. He thinks he's happy. But if he'd only know what I'm offering him, that he'd be miserable. You can't do that because he's happy. He's not looking. You can't. You can't do that. You just. You just. You, you just wiped out the whole. You really did. You wiped out Kufrin and Vav because, of course, listen. Take the gloves. Of course, you. The gloves are the same. The service on time, and I'm just going to charge you less money for it. 
then you're going to save money and make more money as a result. I, I, I would somewhat so agree. I, okay, hold on. I, I somewhat agree by a case of gloves when he's constantly soliciting. and he's, he's, I, I think the nature of the job is he's revisiting that, that relationship. I would agree. But imagine I have an insurance broker and they are giving me my insurance for my real estate, which is a huge account, okay? Tremendous buildings, huge account. And I'm happy. Does that make sense? I'm happy? I'm happy because I know everything's covered. We had a claim two years ago. It went smooth. I'm happy. Okay? I'm, am I happy? I'm happy. Is there any asterisk on that happiness? No. <laughs> and now you come in well, and you can get me a better pay, deal. You'd like to pay less. I know you'd like to pay less, but it's not worth time running around and you're not in the market. And you're not, not in the market because you're, you're not, not in the market because you're too busy. You're not in the market because you're happy. Could you, could you live with that? Okay. If someone comes, is he stealing? Okay, so, so, so there you go. So that's, it really depends. The insurance is not up to the broker to make the margins. It's up to finding the deal. So if, I can, if, the, if the competitor comes along and I have better insurance policy for you. So I want to be your broker. Really, so really, I want to be your broker. So really, number one, you should have been chopping it. You should have been vigilant for him. So obviously, number one wasn't doing his job. So if number two comes along and says, I make you a job, for, okay. I'll give you 10.0% less. So then it will be, it's, it's coming to the, to the first guy to lose his customer. Because he's Mamish Peshaya. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know if he's Peshaya, but he's not. So he's not Peshaya. But he's not being serviced. He is being served. You can't say that. You, you can't. He's not sleeping. There's different policies. No, it's not like that. In a situation like that. I'm saying you're coming and you're making it. The guy's bobbling him now. Now you're ready to make it. I'm saying you're getting dramatic on me. First of all, let's say not. Let's say he's just taking. I don't know how insurance works, but the broker's also making money. So I'll give me one second. What's unconstitutional? Obamacare. Oh. Texas court ruled that. We'll have to, we have to discuss this after. Because I was really getting to that. Does a broker make money? What about if he just comes and says, I'll take lunch? Let's say it's not part of it. Let's say he gets a certain amount. Okay. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. If, if you tell me that the guy was literally being patient in his business, you might have a point. This is common. The guy's sleep, this guy's sleeping, that guy's sleeping, everyone's sleeping, but the new guy is aggressive. He's 25 years old. He wants to make money. And I'm happy. And, and you're happy. You're sleeping, and, you, and your broker is sleeping. Your broker's not supposed to be sleeping, but he's sleeping. So the new guy, 25 years old, is aggressive, and he wants to, uh, he wants to sell the guy policy. He's going to save him 10%. What's the head they have to be. The, I'm not, it's not, not, not deep pockets coming along. Oh, deep pockets. What's that? We have a lot of children off. It's I mean, called the Yardel Mishkeven. What? He could have done his job. He didn't do his job. Meaning it's, it's not the fact that I'm willing to make less money. What? Hold on. So, 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 you just logged up Marufi. So, no, no. Really, we have to work through children off. Marufi is talking about a money lender. Okay? The money lender is lending to a guy at 18% annually. Comes the second guy and says, I'll do it for 16. Is that Marufi? Yared Lomnes, the first guy can't do 16? No. The guy's a chazer. The guy's a chazer. 18%? <laughs> what type of chazer is he? He's saying because he's making money. But to draw a line somewhere. Not to draw. I, I want to draw it that the guy's happy because he's not in the market. No, I, you have no hatter. Unless you say that he's rooking him. If there's no hatter. Sleeping. sleeping. But sleeping is also well, arbitrary. Sorry? Definitely, what is what is saying? Everybody's going to ask you if you're happy. If you're a business, 
Not in not not an old thing. Not an old thing. A nursing a nursing home. I trust you always look exactly, which means that at the end of the day, you I'm not. You're not old. You're not always looking. It's not true. It's not true. Someone could sell you on something that's better, but that doesn't mean you were looking. Looking means looking means is that the nature of the business is you're constantly looking, and certain things you're not looking. I am not looking. I'm telling you right now. I am not in the market for my insurance. Sorry, one second. I don't know what you what you had. Nineteen people are doing that. I should be the twenty. No, I'm, I'm proving to you that by definition, everything is for sale. The question everything is for sale. Question of are you happy is irrelevant. It's one hundred percent relevant. Uh, happiness is not the end means here. The end means is are you in the market or not in the market? Which means like this: if I if I have if I have real estate and I I do title and I'm happy with my title, which means I'm happy how it's going and it's smooth and everything's good and there's a a, a rate which I know is consistent with the market, I'm not in the market for a new title company. And somebody can sell me out of it. And that's Yerim Lomis Kaveri. For the right price you are. At the end of the day, the machine... So then you're wiping out Yerim Lomis. So I'm telling you the answer. If you're not looking, you're on it. It's a very big answer. So then you can refine it. I'm just telling you. If a person is advertising his lower prices in the general market, He's sending out mailings. Yeah. And, he, and he sends it. Mailings is not worth an email. You're allowed to be my dear that you're in business. I'm just saying, to go and to try to convince someone who was otherwise not in the market, and we, uh, there's a certain, there's definitely a certain flexibility of how we define in the market. Because I agree that certain people can be in the market by not being, in, even though they're not in the market, because the assertion that they're not happy, A, or B, it's the nature of the job is they're constantly checking. So, I agree. But I believe there are certain things. Inherently, are not things you constantly revisit, and you're not looking. And then someone can convince you to start looking, and but there's no suffix that is the definition of the area. And if it's not the definition of the areas, then you just cancel the whole. The advertising with the mail or the email, you say. It's and then there's a certain gray area. Well, yes or no. So yeah. If, if I'm sending out an email, mail or something like that, I say I've got a lower price in the market, and this guy happens to respond and calls me. I like to talk to him. He's, he's in the market. Okay, Great. so now I'm also doing a telemarketing program, and I just happen to have a list of all the nursing homes in the city, and, I, and I'm calling them Right, so you could just see this way. Okay, that's it. I, I, it's hard to do that on the phone, that's what I'm just saying. You, you can't kind of sell him why you should use no, you're you. Not doing this is what I do. This is what I'm offering. Okay, great. Great. Okay. You know, you know, you're right. It's, it really depends on the nature of the thing. It doesn't have to be customized. I have this product. I'm not targeting him specifically. Understood. I'm Understood. targeting all the time. Understood. Understood. And I'm telling him what Sorry? What are the other No, I think we basically covered the... Can I... <laughs> I think we covered the, 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 the heart of, of, of Yared Luminous and the heart of, of Ani Mahapas. I mean, okay, fine. They want to ask questions. I, I would just finish off as follows. I'm, I'm continuing. You just settle down. Before you make a point, what I don't hear, here is the word loyalty. You know, loyalty with your vendors. Sometimes it's good. You know, even though you can always look, you know, you're always cutting on your 
not about when, so, you have, when you have trust, when, you have, when they're reputable, when they're reliable. But he says everything's the same. Yeah, but sometimes in relationships, you have to maintain relationships. Certain, times, certain prices could, could actually buy off a relationship. I think everybody's yeah. right. I do. Really, I think you're right. About, it's not all about money. It's not all about money, but really, it is. The business is about money. <laughs> no, it's relationship. About relationships. Your cousins. It's, about, it's, about, it's about working <laughs> together. There's a point. He's right. There's no suffix. He's right. Everything's for sale, especially in the business. A, a, a business, by definition, is a vehicle to make money, so it has to be everything's for sale. But it doesn't mean you're inherently, perpetually in the market on every single scale of your business. Because first of all, I think true, and second of all, that's 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 a, it's a whole. It's not even. It's like a whole omitting the market has to cut out. So it has to be at some point you're not in the market. Yeah. Yeah. The answer is do business Do business with God. <laughs> I am with you. I have to do it. Except there's a positive, right? <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes you don't really know who this, who this sort of person is. selling to kind of person, yeah, what? That's it. I, I, I mean, um, not that I'm uh, normally here, but I said it, but I would imagine a lot of times that you know that or you don't know if, who the other person is employing. Meaning, let's say, who is this guy's tax? Do you see, you, 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 yeah. you have a relationship with a certain guy. I have no clue who this does. Meaning, so you, are you obligated to find I would think. No, you can't go after Rife because it's you never can go after Rife when it's Yachal of Rure Day. One question: The Hainu, who do you use? A yid or a guy? <laughs> can't stick your head in the sand and say Rife. Rife is a default when you don't know. The first question is yid or guy. It gets complicated, right? Because it's halacha it depends on where the guy is, how he works, what it is. But usually, I would assume it's also free. That's really the general. Rule. The odd cases you can do something covered, and the odd cases you can't. That's the short answer. Yeah. Is there any possibility of matters that I say to you, use my business and who are you using, and it's a fried you and I'm a from Jew? Does that make any sense? I think it should make a difference, and it's not clear. I'm not going to weigh in into this because I don't have clarity why. I would have thought it, it should be not applicable to a fried Jew because this, these halachas are built from a sisyash fraktoyed and those historically do not apply to a fried people that are allowed to call a misecha. The place can do not in their mind like this. So the pastors, so it, it's, it's not a clear thing. There's no, I, don't, I don't have clarity. You say you can you can't. I've seen people who say you cannot and I've seen people question why they like that and I've not seen anyone definitively say you can, and I have seen people say definitively you cannot. So I don't, I don't know if clarity, I don't understand why it should be like that. Um, okay, we have the... Right. I wanted to just end off, because we were discussing, this is a, this is a, like a, a, a brief overview, because people a lot of times, especially with businesses, and especially when people rear on, rear on means they, they chepper, they, they do things into your business that you believe is like it didn't, like everything we've been discussing for two days. There are halakhas, and people become so enraged and emotional because this is their livelihood, it's their family, and their, how could they do that? And, and machlekes comes from this, and, and, and uh, their heart rate goes up. And, 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 and sometimes people want to know, like, what is Ashkafa Satayra on this? Because if you go into the Gemara, it says, and Hashem, Baruch who has 
a set amount of how much a person makes, right? And there's a chazanish on this. It's in Perikimel. There's just really two here. You can't read both of them, but this is what he says. He says, oh, he go, he's going through the whole, this is chazanish on Amun and Betachem. And he's going through the whole of what Betachem means here, Betachem and Kodesh Baruch And then he wants to speak about, so what is this all about? What, what are we learning about, right? What, he says, Umen shel b'nei masa, when you have a person in one city, he's motzi me'akiv, someone from a different city, right? Or in the case of Paschal Chiyusa, right? That's what we said. There's two exceptions when you could just stop him, even though it's not marufia, even though he's not infringing, he's just opening, but he's opening in a way that A, will inherently destroy me, or B, it's coming from another city. Says the Chazanish, so what's Hashkafah's Atayra? And that way, which means a person, how much he makes, is set. So that's it. So, so what are we doing? What, what, what are you getting involved in someone else's uh, accounting? So the Chazanish says like this. Don't think that this is mitzad. The, the mitzias. Mitzias means that you're going to be ma'akiv him, so you save your money, right? Because ultimately that's not how it works. The person doesn't control his money. Which means a person has to go to work, and he has to reply to emails, and he can't say, the guy emailed for something, but today is Betachin Day, and I'm not responding, because Hashem can send it, because you have, there's a mahalach, it's called a tzina. A tzina means it's a pipeline. Kodesh Baruch Hu sends, sends you pronounced 100%, and he sends it through a tzina, through a pipeline. And the name of that pipeline is Ishtadus. The name of that pipeline is your company. And a person opens a company, he's opening a kli machzik bracha. That's what he's doing, he's making a keli, that a Kodesh Baruch Hu could send it, because he doesn't send it, generally speaking, through the lottery. He sends it with more, um, just, more <laughs> just more mundane ways. So, 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 when a person opens a business, he opens a tzina, and then a Kodesh Baruch Hu sends a parnos. And there's certain things you have to do to keep that tzina rolling. And if it has a leak, you have to plug it, because that's how Kodesh Baruch Hu sends you your parnos. And one of the things to do to keep this tzina open is that when B'nai Masa comes from other cities, this is Chiv And you stop him. Because that's your Chiv Not because Matthias, you just saved yourself money. Because that is your Chiv like your Chiv is to reply to the email. Everything is set. And nothing can take away from you if the guy comes from a different city. So why are you doing it? Because that is your Chiv if you can't stop him, then you must stop him. And it happens all the time, and I speak to people, and they're like, this guy did a thing, an and I don't want to make machoikis. A person should enforce his rights. And a person is machoik to enforce his rights, and we can't have chaos. And the, the, the laws in Shulchan have to be enforced. And no one's going to enforce it for you. And if you want to be a tzaddik, I tell people all the time, because they want to, you want to be a tzaddik, go to Bezin, Get up sack and then be a tzaddik. But first enforce your rights because later you're not going to be able to. And you're going to have charata and your wife's going to be upsetting you forever. You know, you should have taken So that. For Akim Motzil Akiv, if you can be Akiv, Nichmezer Bechayv Ishtadas. Vichayv Achakas is Nezek Mitzadri Eyu. Vichayv Motzim Akiv. Now let's say it's Zayis Achinus Mitzidoy in the case that you can't stop him, right? So it's side by side and he's not coming from a different city, right? So then what happens? Then it's not So in a certain sense, you're off the hook. You have less chivistadlis, right? So instead of getting infuriated, it's like one less thing off my head. This is taken care of. Hakadosh Baruch Hu says, 
I have it. I'll take care of it. If it's from a different city, now you have more shtadas. That, that Chazan is said, is Hashkofus HaTayra, when you're learning the Sugya of Yerid L'Omas Chaveru. Because the second guy is not considered a mazik. The person who supplies bread to everybody, which is the Rebbein Shalom, he'll still supply you. Because the real supplier, the Rebbein Shalom, is not running out of goods. So now, it's just a question. Imagine you have two ways to make the same accomplish the same way, it just flips the whole equation. You have two ways to get the same accomplishment. One is more work and one is less work. So obviously you're rooting for less work. And the Chazan is really saying that if a guy's in your city and then you have no Chiyam Ishtadlis, you're better off, you have less to do. If the guy's from a different city, lie the lie that I have my Chiyam Ishtadlis now is to stop him and to shut him down. Haradifas Acha Sibas Hamadumas, which means a person who runs after these imaginary causes, which means he thinks that inherently he's stopping and he's actually adding the mitzvahs, he's adding to his bottom line, may stop Einzel it's just shtusen, it's not true it's just not the way it is the Chavetz Chaim writes that and, and I, I see this all the time, the Chavetz Chaim writes that Mazen Shalom means it's like a barrel, it's a spigot and the people that work Yosemidai what they're doing is they're putting another spigot in the same barrel. And now, the same two spigots, but the amount, the amount is the same. You know, I, I, I have a, there's a business that my family is, is involved in, and I meet with the manager like once a month, and we brainstorm like different ideas, and I was once showing him, like six months to six months, the entire business shifted, because we came up with these different concepts. The entire business shifted, it was like a 40% growth, and the other thing just, it was the same amount. And I said, you know what happened here? We just added a spigot. We managed did that. We, 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 we grew a whole different source of revenue, and, and, and inexplicably, the, another source just stopped. And at this moment, we just added a spigot. So this guy's like, so we're doing something wrong? I said, we're not doing something wrong. That's Chiyam Estadlis. You, you, you try to grow. You, you just, you create climax of bracha of Hashem to send. And when he sends, he sends. When he doesn't send, he doesn't send. It's hard sometimes to know if you're adding another spigot, or if you're not. A person's working too hard, and he's, he has no manucha from it. Usually that's what it means. A person who's doing things to cut corners, is doing that, things that are dishonest, a person who's doing things like he's being over on, oni mahapach, yarid lomenis, these type of halachas. And even if it's not a forceful embezzlement, because sometimes you know, the infrastructure is lacking, or whatever it is, that is number one red flag. There's no way a person can say his chivish status is to do things that are shady, dishonest, things that would lead Khalil to Khil Hashem. That for sure, for sure, is something that a person can know straight up. Sometimes it's hard to know, are you just wasting your time? Am I doing a status? Yes, me die. I'm just putting another spigot in the same barrel. But sometimes it is easy to know. A guy is ripping someone off, a guy is doing something behind people back, and he's doing things that are unethical, then then inherently that's something that you're just, you're, you're literally wasting your time. And people always say, how do you know what's unethical? You have to know a whole chash mishpah to know what's unethical. It's a general rule. I don't have time to go through the whole thing, but a general rule in business is if, you, if you're doing things with someone, you're a, you're a, you're a businessman, you're a building manager. I'm just going to give one example because I, I had this out with someone recently. You're a building manager. I'm going to give you a few cases that are inherently unethical, and this guy was trying to defend them. I'm going to tell you a rule of thumb. How you know something wrong? It's just a red flag. 
to ask a shayla. You have your building, you're managing buildings, okay? And then you're putting the um, utilities on your credit cards, you get points. And the utility, the, some of the vendors, they charge an extra percent and a half. Okay? So basically, the, the owner of the building that you're managing for, his utilities are an extra po- one and a half percent. And you're doing that because he's paying anyways, because he has to pay the credit card. It's on my credit card, but you know, in other words, it comes from the, 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 bu- the building account, right? I mean, yeah? And, and you understand? I'm a manager. I have a credit card from the owner of the building. The rents go into the, right, into the management account. I'm a hired manager. The rents go into the management account, and I pay the, I pay the bills, electric bill, landscaping bills, with the credit card. But it's my credit card. It's hooked up with their bank, which means it's my points. You understand? Fine, maybe I have better credit, whatever it is. And that's what people do all the time. And that's one of the perks you get miles. Fine. Now, what happens is a lot of times, a lot of, they don't want to pay the, the, the credit card fees, the vendors. You understand? So they charge extra. And I don't really care because I'm not paying the bill. Okay? And people, oh, it's my right. And I, I have to make a call. This guy said, I have to make a call. What's, this is the way I have to. I have to make a call what's best for the business. I'm like, how's this best for the business? You charge him an extra percent. That's why I run my business. I said, do, does he know you do that? I don't have to tell him. And when you say you don't have to tell him, that means he would have a cow. Of course you have to tell him. If you have anything that happened, this is what happened. Anything that you do within business that you do not want to tell him is because you're doing something that's shady. It's really the way it is. And it's happened all the time. I was involved recently. There's a, it's a, I can go on. Now I really can go on. But there's like, there's, um, they have in Lakewood, they have in Lakewood, and I, maybe they have here, they have, some people are just building and building and building. We had a room, but they'll be building this. And so when they build a house, people don't want to be involved and all the pitch this. But they want to sit and learn Bermanucha. So they hire someone called a decorator. Okay? This is so they should not be involved in Gashmis. They hire a decorator. <laughs> they hire a decorator. And the decorator, they take care of the Gashmis, and I work the Ruchnis. The decorator is someone who I'm paying to be miyayats with. To miyayats, to, to recommend. Or just take care of it. The decorators are hooked up with specific stores. So they're hooked up with this couch store. And they're getting a kickback. Which means they bring in clients, they need 10%. Okay. They do not tell their client they're hooked up because, by definition, if I say I want to go with velvet, I'll go with velvet. We need to go with leather because they're not hooked up with the velvet store. You understand? No, no. So they're supposed to be miyayat. If they would not be getting paid, it would be miyayat and higanas, either. And if they're getting paid, they're ganas. Push the ganas. And they'll tell you 18 reasons why they're not a ganas. But they are ganas. You know why? Because they're not going to tell you they're doing this. They never would tell you this. And this is the red flag. You're doing things in business, and you, you, will, you are mocked. You do not want them to know. You're usually stealing. And if you're not stealing, then there's other harams. There are halachas that even, you can't do things and these type of things. But this is just a few of the cases when you, in, in, in a big, a big, a big um, industry is also real estate with syndicators. I don't want to go through the whole, the whole makeup of a... Okay, this is a little complicated. But it, it, it's in all industries. Every industry I, I've uncovered, I've found crawling around. <laughs> Unethical stuff, really. And, and the way you know it is, people are doing things and they will not tell you. And if you're not telling someone, you're hiding it. Instead, because 
there's something called shady. The definition of shady means it's shade. It's shade because we don't want light on it. And when you're not telling him, that's shady because you don't want it to come to light. It's literally the definition of shady. Shady is bad. So, yeah. You think shady is bad? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. We have like six minutes of questions. Okay, so, yeah. why is it, what, Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I just wanted to ask, what if I'm in a position where, A, I have an expense account, and B, I'll do deals with people, where I'll send them, it sounds crazy, but I'll send them the contract, and I know that they're not reading a thorough report they sign But I give them all the information. We'll, we'll go into a deal where we take, where we, we'll go into a deal with somebody where there's something on the deal. Which you're throwing it as a bone for yourself. Yeah, but I know. Okay, so the answer is, there's a way to do this right, there's a way to do this wrong. You could be shady, and you could bury it on page 14, even though it doesn't belong there, or maybe it does belong on 14, that's fine. That's the answer. There's a way to do the shady, I guarantee you. But there's a way to do this not shady, which means you put it where it belongs, you're fine. We're not trying to do I know, so then you're not shady. Right, it's you're not trying to trick them, no, but, but you're not telling them either. It's in the document that you I don't, I, I don't know what's in this standard, in your thing, if people would tell them. I'm just saying, the intimacy is a bury things in a country. Right. Don't don't walk around your head high because it's in the contract. You could theoretically bury something in the contract. If certain things is the derrick to be spoken out, you bury it, and it's important that it should not be buried in the contract, you're shady. If there are certain things that belong in the contract and this guy should be reading it and he's not reading, you're not shady. And it depends on the variables of how things are usually done in your shop. I, 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 so it's just common practice essentially. It's mamish minigas. Right. What if he's not reading it? This is awkward. I'm open for business. You put up your sign, you're open for business. You call people and you say, I'm open for business. I'm calling them up. I'm open for business. That's all. You, I'm for, no, but can you call up and say it's a fluid thing? If it's really fluid, then maybe you could actually. I, I just don't know enough about it. I can't, I can't go if it's mamish fluid, they, they don't have a set supplier at a set price, and it's constantly fluctuating the price and the supplier, then you could jump it. I just don't know if that's the Matthias over there. I'm just a little hesitant to say it. That's where I have, how it is. There's different certain things that are really fluid that you could jump it. Really, really jump it. Yeah. Quick follow-up on the example you gave when you're going to somebody that has a state insurance broker or a broker. And uh, he's happy. He's happy. But then, you know, like he said, he's going to pay. I'm paying, you know, 20%. Like, you know you're giving 10%. And you, so you know that he's really losing out significantly. So can you then set it? That's his point. You, you, you two should really get together. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I hear your point. I, and there is maybe a point where the guy is doing something wrong. So I, I'll tell you like this. And I don't know what that point is, but. When it's the point when he's really being, what's the word? What's the word? Not peshe. How would you say it? Negligent. Okay. Okay. If it's the point where he's doing things, he's, he's being negligent. I, I would hear his point. That, in other words, he has to be miyashir. This is his point. He owns his point. So I'm just going with him. But you think the same thing. You can't say this without acknowledging shulchanach. You understand? You can't because you're really going to say this almost every case. Every guy has his pitch. So I'm helping him. And every guy thinks they're helping everybody. Right? No one's doing nothing. Right? You're using him, use me. Why? I don't know. Use me because I want the money. It doesn't work like that. There's a pitch. So every pitch inherently is helping somebody. Right? So the way I would understand it is, is if 
you tell me the guy is actually being negligent, so at that point, you, you, you're saying that he would be in the market, he's being tricked, and this, and, you, and, and the halakhic sukhanah is not talking about that, I would hear you have an argument. I don't know where that point is between negligent and not negligent. I don't know. I, 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 I think that just because you have a more aggressive pricing because you're structuring a different doesn't mean it's negligent. If the guy's actually being negligent, he's being negligent. Yeah. And I mean, just getting back to the point about the contract, I mean, if the person's not reading the contract because he's done business with him for 10 years, we trust That's a great point. Yeah, you're 100% right. He's 100% right. You, you have a contract, a standard contract. I, there was a case like that. I have to remember exactly what happened. You have a contract, a standard contract. You change something on there, and you don't inform him, you are shady. No, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about a situation where I just know people, people are stupid and negligent. And they and they sign and like it, it's a standard like we had a situation recently where we, we we gave a budget to somebody we're working with that set our fee and for the longest time my partner and I were talking like I don't think he's looking at the budget but he should be we keep sending it to him and and he's just I would think that on the contract I would think on a contract the fee is pretty highlighted it's not buried on page fourteen no, it's not. It, it, no, it's so I would think that there's no issue right. I, I can't imagine it's an issue right and if the person himself is negligent I have to be concerned about his negligence now if you have a fee on page one. And then on page 14, you have the rest of the fee. <laughs> you are shady. Okay. Fine, Rabbi Say I really appreciate it.